0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome. Good evening. Welcome wherever you're listening. I want to welcome you to. Melissa Boyd with Spiritual Tools on Sedona Blog Talk Radio. Oh, we've got a little bit of a... There we go. Welcome, everyone. A little bit of technical difficulty there. My name is Melissa Boyd. I am your host for Spiritual Tools. I am a vibrational, intuitive medium, and business strategist. So I've been actually um, delivering messages from spirit since the age of 13. And over the past four years, I have been... Um, doing sessions in person uh, via phone and Skype worldwide. And after every session, people would say, you know, I really want to know more about, um, you know, Reiki, or I want to know more about how to open up my vibration. And so... um, Spiritual Tools was born, and the idea of Spiritual Tools is you as a listener get to learn about all these fascinating pieces that are in our spiritual world, whether it's communication with your loved ones and spirits, um, how to raise your vibrational frequency, chakras, and tonight we have a special guest talking about animal communication. And um, before I before I introduce my guest this evening, I want to talk about some upcoming events that I'm, I'm having. So, um, if you're interested in learning about more about my services, you can visit me at melissaboyd.net. And I'm so excited because this week, July 9th, um, actually this coming weekend, is the Maine Yoga Fest. It's the, I believe, fifth year of the Maine Yoga Fest. So, if you're in New England, it's a fantastic time. There will be 40 different presenters. They'll be chanting, um, yoga. Um, I'll be delivering messages from spirit in a yoga spirit gallery, talking about cities, which are the invisible energy that's around us, that helps us to really tune in and tap into who we truly are. And if you're um, not signed up, uh, my workshops are sold out for this weekend. However, I do have some lovely upcoming events this fall Mm -hmm. in Westbrook, Maine, on August 9th from 1 to 4.30 I'll be doing vibrational yoga, so yoga and messages from spirit. And if you've been before, you know there's gifts for your soul. And every time you come, you'll hear from different people and get different messages for soul development. On September 12th and 13th from 1 to 4.30, both days or either day, I will be at Creating Spaces in Portland, Maine. And then October 3rd or 4th from 1 to 4.30, I'll be at Greener Pastures in West Falmouth, Maine. And because folks are, you know, looking for some insight, maybe, you know, you're interested in attending a gallery, which is a group reading, where I channel your loved ones from spirit. This is a great um, way to kind of get your feet wet in the spirit world. Some people say, I couldn't handle a one-on-one session. Well, this is a lovely way to be part of spirit. I I start with um, solfeggio frequencies, raising the the group's vibration. So solfeggio frequencies are actually cymatic. And when you hear the tones, they fall into your body, your auric field, raising your frequency. I have two events coming up this summer, Sunday, August 2nd, from 10 to noon at um, the Seed and Bean in West Kennebunk, Maine. Channeled messages, coffee, tea, water, and light refreshments. And then I'll be also be at the River Tree Arts Center in Kennebunk, Maine on Monday, August 24th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. And I'm excited to bring back, as many of you know, I have my Master's in Public Policy Management and I worked as a lobbyist for many years in helping people on their business. I have a class coming up. It's a three-week class, Reignite Your Creative Business. It's from 6 to 8.30 p.m. at my office in Kennebunk, Maine. Business templates and manifesting practices will be provided, and I'm excited to announce to all my people um, listening around the world and folks who are interested, I will also be doing this um, class as a teleclass. So if you're listening and you can get the station, you'll be able to participate in this class, so please look for that. Okay. Wow, that's a lot. So um, I I can't tell you all how excited I am to have Sharon Lowe on my show, uh, Loy on my show tonight. Sharon and I actually met, um, I think it was about five years ago, uh, at a training at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. And she was one of the first people I connected with when I had gone to a training with James Bonprog. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, she is such an authentic, amazing, bright personality. And when I started Spiritual Tools, she was one of the first people that I contacted to be on the show, um, mainly because, you know, she comes from a place of compassion, or a place of truth, and um, I really respected her and her love for animals. So uh, Sharon is an animal communicator, and I'm going to read her bio, and then I'm going to invite her onto the air. So Sharon explains, My career as an animal animal communicator, combines my lifelong love for animals, my fascination with language, and my passion for understanding the inner workings of the psyche. This unique diversity of interests has prepared me to be expert at what I do. Academically, my background includes a BA in psychology with a minor in philosophy, a BA in French, a BFA in fine arts, and a master's degree in teaching. I taught visual arts, French, and humanities at the high school level. My journey with animal communication began one day when I was looking online for resources to help with my cat's behavior problems. I found and ordered Carol Gurney's book, The Language of Animals, Seven Steps to Communicating with Animals. After reading the first page, I experienced the profound awareness that I have been inherently doing this all of my life. Looking back, my whole life began to make sense. I grew up in the suburbs to so the scope of my animal menagerie was limited, was limited to dogs, cats, hamsters, gerbils, parakeets, and rabbits. However, I always wanted to live on a farm. Going to my Aunt Helen's and Uncle Ernest's farm in Kentucky was the biggest treat for me as a child. I loved collecting the eggs from the chicken coop and begged my aunt and uncle to let me pet their beef cattle. From my first dog, Gigi, to my current animal family of two dogs, two cats, and a rabbit, animals have always been my best friends, my closest confidants, and the ones I trust the most. The truth is I have been communicating with animals all my life, feeling their joys and pain, hearing their stories, and seeing it through their eyes. For years, I dismissed what what was happening as imagination rather than communication. I now realize that my connection with animals was not just a quaint aspect of childhood, but rather a gift and a very essential aspect of who I am. Well, welcome, Sharon. Thank you for being on Spiritual Tools. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. It's really fun to hear that bio,
0: actually, <laughs> just listening to it from uh, from a different perspective. Yeah. So... so
1: so how did animals start speaking to you, or how did you start speaking to animals?
0: Yeah, well, um, hmm, as I say in the bio, um, it's something that was really inherent to to, to me, uh, to who I am. Um thinking about this yesterday, and I was thinking about that quote um Still, one has loved an animal, a part of one's soul remains unawakened. And I think that part of my soul was always awakened. And I think that's true for, you know, anybody who loves animals. Um, But I, it's like it's always, it's always really been there. You know, I I was that kid in childhood, you know, who, uh, (laughs) you know, was, very easily had a resonance with animals. I remember my um, my parents when I was a toddler, like they couldn't keep me away from the family dog, and she was my best friend, Gigi, like uh, I mentioned in the bio. Um, But, you know, like most humans, um, we're all born, you know, telepathically open or connected to feeling and and knowing what other beings are feeling and thinking instinctively. But... um, I lost it, too, or I forgot it, or I pushed it to the background of my psyche. And um, really, I mean, it happened when my parents divorced when I was five. That's what happened to me. Um, It was a really difficult time for me. My mother had to leave and um, separated from her for a long time. And that's really hard for a five-year-old to be separated from her mother for for a period of time. So there's a real closing in me. Um, but I, I would say that I always, animals were my lifeline, that deeper part of myself, that deep core um, connectedness to, like I said, the most essential parts of who I am. Heart, my heart, my intuition, my higher self, my my higher connections, um, my higher powers, whatever you want to say, and <laughs> my... Presences that that look out for me. Um, animals always always help help me connect to that centered place in myself. That um, more. But back to what I was saying. Um, you know, for most people, it's it's really the same. They, most of humanity. There's a there there are different closings as we as we move through. You know, growing up. I think age five or six when we when we enter school, and then um, again probably at age thirteen when we enter high school, and then again at age eighteen when we launch out into the world, and you know, through, successively throughout our adulthood, we kind of have to, as part of being human and part of part of becoming structured, you know, beings, we have to kind of close down parts of ourselves, but hopefully. If you know you 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 know if you're a successful adult, I think you've kept something of you alive. You've you've kept some fascination, some love, some some link to your intuition. Um, for me, that was animals. I'd say for my mm-hmm. former husband, that was probably like uh, machines, because he was an engineer. He is an engineer. <laughs> I used to say he was like I'm the animal whisperer. He's a machine whisperer. You know, he always knew kind of instinctively. You know. <laughs> And and he kinda had a genius there. He just I mean clearly he's got, got that that kept him alive. It connect- connects him with a deeper part of himself. And for me that was um that was nature and animals. Um but um and then I'll go ahead and continue with the story if you're okay with that. Um Oh, how, yes. no, please, please do. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm kinda going on here, but it's a, a full version of the story. Um yeah, you know, my family, I grew up with, in a family who's very academic, very intellectual. Um, you know, I have a master's degree, but the other members of those families have PhDs. You know, I'm kind of the slacker of the bunch <laughs> because I only <laughs> got a master's. And um, my dad, you know, was a military officer, worked at the Pentagon, um, worked in, um, he was in a Cold War specialist in the 1960s. Um, but anyway, so, in, you know, like I said, very intellectual family, um very strong and structured um and so you know we were always dog lovers though, and um always had always had dogs and of course, I was the kid in the family that made sure we had other critters as well, everybody else you know, um parakeets and cats and whatever whatever my parents would agree to, and um um. Um, but yeah, so I I kind of followed in line with, and I and I remember thinking like, oh, you know, I had these ideas, these stories in my head about where the stray cat came from or, you know, what my dog was really thinking, and I just thought it was nonsense. Mm. I entertained mm-hmm. it, you know. I just, I I never shut it down, you know. <laughs> and then, right. um, yeah. So fast forward, um, when I was in my early 30s, I lived in a a big house with my former husband and two cats, no, no, two dogs and um, six cats and a bunny and, uh, you know, a bunch of fish and some pet mice. And lo and behold, um, at one point, I had one of my cats was peeing on me in the bed every night. Mm. And I'm going to tell you what, I don't have any clients who've talked that story yet. I mean... (laughs) I've had clients who've come to me with cats who are, you know, peeing on their stove, peeing in their toaster, peeing on their shoes, you know, but not peeing on them in the bed. And um, so, it, you know, I I took I took this little guy to the vet. I caught him one morning uh, as I was kind of halfway awake, <laughs> and I I took him to the vet, and um, and they said the vet said Sharon, cat. There's nothing physically wrong with this cat, you know. This is behavioral. So I was like, well, "What am I going to do?" And I I'd, I'd seen a show the pet psychic, uh, Sonny Fitzpatrick had done, um, you know, on Animal Planet, ran fifteen years ago. And
1: mm-hmm. I, I, I remember that.
0: Yeah, I was like, "I'm going to have to find I'm going to have to find a, a pet psychic," and my husband was like, "Sure, go ahead." And um, so I went online and I found Carol Gurney's book. Um, And I found out that she teaches animal communication. I was like, wow, you can learn this? Huh. (laughs) And I told my husband, I said, oh, Sharon, you would be really good at that. And so a couple months later, he put me on a plane to California, and I took a workshop, and lo and behold, I was really good at it. And, um, you know, what what was fascinating is I learned that really, and this is true now because I teach animal communication, you know, we all are born telepathically open. We all have, if you can feel, you can do telepathy. You know, let's talk about what telepathy is. It's like, it's feeling, pathy tele across a distance. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's like empathy. You know, empathy I think of as like, when someone's there in the room with you, you and you're feeling with them. Telepathy is when they're on the other side of the world and you're thinking about them, and they call you, or they email you, or whatever, you know. Um, and if it's really, it's it's an it's one of the capacities linked to our basic capacity to feel. So we all have it anyway. Um, so basically, I I was fascinated, and I kept flying back to California and taking more courses. And I just I couldn't get enough. And I I had people a couple of people at the course go, oh, Sharon, you should do this professionally. And I was like, what? I'm a teacher. I have a job. <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> I went to college for this, you know. job uh-huh. In life, you know. But um, anyway, so um, a couple of years later, I um, I, after about three years of just like being fascinated with it and practicing it a lot, I um, I had people call It starting to call me people I practiced with would tell their friends and then tell their friends and had people I didn't know calling me go Sharon would you I heard you talk to my cousin's dog you know and he stopped you know pooping in the rug and pooping on the rug and barking at strangers would you talk to my mm. cat and ask her why she you know dot to dot and um so that's kind of how it unfolded um and I started my business in 2009 and it went full time in 2010 and I I don't you know I don't advertise it's, it's word of mouth I have I'm advertised on Penelope Smith's uh, list she's my she's actually the person I studied with after Carol Gurney and mm-hmm. um, so that's that's kind of it it's been a full time business now yeah for, yeah for-
1: oh it's it's I think it's so wonderful you know when I um I, we have a lot of um, similarities <laughs> in a sense um and it's it's very very funny and um. I was, you know, like I was mentioning to you before we started the call that, you know, just recently, um, I'd say in the past year, you know, animals, because I I channel mostly people who have crossed over and animals have now come in and um, to give peace to their people. But I think that um, what I find, and I don't know if you find this for yourself. I mean, I I grew up on a farm, so, you know, we had um, sheep and goats and um, a llama named Schmucky and horses and ducks <laughs> and um, you know feeding the little baby goats and but what 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 I find for myself and I don't know if you would what you would comment on this is that I think the animals are here to teach us you know I feel like yes. animals are like you know maybe and I don't know but I'm just kind of intuiting like if they're doing some behavioral thing it's almost like they're trying to get our attention to say. Live your life or pay attention or listen you know um do, do you find that
0: oh absolutely um yeah i mean they um gosh what would I say on that they um well they i mean humans we're just more we're just more complex and we're more disconnected um it's, mm-hmm. it's part of the human journey um mhm. Be disconnected um from our centers, and it's kind of like I you know I was talking to one one of my cats actually, and I said, What do you think about you know humans being humans and she was like, Oh my God, you know' <laughs> not for me, better you than me was kind of her sense of it because um because she could feel how disconnected we are. From the center of from our from our centers from feeling really you know what animals do is they they bring us present moment you know they bring yes. us they bring us into the present moment, and in the present moment you know when when we're there we we start to feel ourselves like I don't know if you've had this experience with your pets or your animal friends, but like. I'll get, I'll run errands and get busy and da da da, do all these things, and I'll, I'll just walk through my living room and there's my cat Jake, laying on the cool tile floor, trying to stay cool in Arizona in the summer, with <laughs> mm. <laughs> the air on. But still, you know, he's got a big fur coat, and I, something about seeing him, and just feeling with him for that moment, you know, and I'm not doing telepathy. I'm just seeing a cat, you know, chilling on the floor. It just Mm. just drops me down into a deeper place in myself just for that moment in time. And I know that that's why we bring animals into our homes. I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of weird. And, like, my dad grew up on a farm in Kentucky, and we didn't have dogs in the house. We didn't have animals in the house. You know, that Mm. was weird, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the whole farm mentality. And for people 100 years ago, you don't bring animals into the home. But look at what we do now. They sleep in our beds, for God's sake. Right, you know. exactly. Like, <laughs> what is going on? This is talking about how, like, 100 years ago, humans lived on, you know, 98% of humans have, you know, lived in farmland, lived in rural, now I think the opposite is true. Ninety percent or larger percentage of people live in more um, urban environments, more congested areas, and 2% of people live on farms. But what what does that do to our energy we we're we're squeezed we're tight we're stressed we're 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 disconnected from from ourselves and so we it's like we're bringing we're bringing aspects of nature into our home with us because we so we're so disconnected from from nature which connects us to our bodies which connects us to our deeper selves gets us out of our minds and connects us to to god to to our guardian angels are higher higher spaces of 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 being that, that that give us peace and animals are they so so with their simplicity and their their um their gentle simplicity their gentle wisdom there's a there's a peace there's a present momentness that they bring to our everyday lives and that is priceless you know and
1: but so, <laughs> yeah go ahead. I was going to say, so um, I I agree with every single thing that you're saying and more. (laughs) And, um, you know, one of the things that people always ask me is, well, how do I listen to my animals? Yeah, yeah. So the
0: most important thing to realize is that you're already doing it. And Mm -hmm. um, I teach animal communication, and I, I do so in a very selective way. Um, years ago, I'm just going to give you a little backstory here. Years ago, when I trained with Penelope Smith in 2010 to teach, that was when I started teaching. It was five years ago um, when my business went full time. I I remember at her one of her courses um, at the Omega Institute um, on the third day. We weren't allowed to as student teachers. We weren't allowed to talk to the to the students. And I heard one of the students walk away and say, gosh, this just isn't for me. You know, on the third day at the end of the course, she'd spent this money, she spent this time. I just can't do this. This isn't for me. Oh, my God, that broke my heart. I mean, I'm a teacher. I used to teach art to inner city kids, you know, and mm-hmm. I loved my job and I love inspiring hope in people. And I believe if you have a fascination for something and a love for something, there's 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 probably some talent there. <laughs> there's probably some yeah. some. Probably some gift there, lying, lying dormant. And um, I went to her and I said, "What do you do about this?" And she said, "Well, I said I I want to limit my course sizes to much smaller because this would torture me, you know, if this were to happen to me." And she said, and "She said I think that's a good idea, Sharon." she's like, "You know, I'm I'm a big name. I this is this is my walk in life. I have to I have to do these big courses." And i was like, "Well, guess what?" I'm going to do it differently. <laughs> and she fully supports me in that. I do courses no more than eight people out of my home. Um, mm-hmm. And and I have a really, really high success rate. Uh, like, pff, I don't know, I don't want to jinx myself, but I've never had a person that's been unhappy or felt unsuccessful on the third day walking away. They felt like they connected, you know, and really learned tele- telepathic communication. So your question was, like, how do you get there? How do you do this? Well, the first thing that I do in a course um, is I, um, I sh- you know, we show you that you're already doing this, and we point out the way you
1: mm.
0: do it. You know, certain, some people, when I when I teach telepathy the way I do it, this is not really Penelope style, although I use her basic curriculum. <coughs> I kind of have added my own things. You um, all have, you know, we, we live in our minds, blah, 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 the chattering mind, but we have other parts of ourselves. And, you know, yes. our heart, our, our belly, our, our gut instinct, our, our intuition, our third eye. We have these other other parts of our energy body. And the course is designed to help people wake up those other parts of themselves. Um, mm. And, yeah, and they're already really functioning there in the background. They've never really, It's but the, but the chattering mind is going, blah, 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 you
1: know. Yeah,
0: so, you know, absolutely. Yeah, so you don't know what the difference is between the blah, blah, blah and true telepathic communication that's coming from, you know, the heart, the the gut instinct, the third eye, the chi, the, the life force, your your physical body. You know, some people sense things with their life force, their layer of life force in their body. Um, and so we, I get people to kind of pay attention and go, well, what part of your energy is, is, is open? And I get them one-on-one feedback about that. Like, do you realize how... How open your heart is, or how you have this quiet knowing deep in your belly. You know, I can feel that in them because I'm a telepath with humans as well as people, and I can feel what what their strengths are that they're not seeing, and I point that out for them. And then, um, and then, so we take what they're already doing, and then, and then we go, okay, you have clearly got this thing that you're doing. Your third eye's very open, or your your belly, your gut instinct is is strong, but your your heart is blocked. You know, okay, fine. You know? Let's just be with that, you know, and then it's really amazing, like by the third day there's every every student usually has like an opening of some sort they you know some mm. cat yeah that from childhood you know or some memory or some experience they've been through, you know helps them kind of release some parts something you know that was blocked and and there's growth, you know, but I will say that um. It's an ongoing thing, and um you some people learn it and pick it up and run with it, and other people you know it's i mean I definitely had to practice i practice practice practice, and so you know, everybody, but your question was how do we how do we know that we're communicating already i yeah. i one thing I would say is that you know when you are really relaxed and calm and centered and you know um in that time where you're really just open and there's nothing pulling on you. For me, it's like if I take a hot bath. Or if I if I just lie down, you know, and my cats come if I lie down for just a rest on, on the bed or on the sofa, my cats will, will come and be with me and um and and, you know, it's telepathic communication is easy from that really relaxed open space. Um, if you meditate, that's a really that's a really great thing to do to, to help get yourself out of the chattering mind, so where you're really in these deeper parts of yourself,
1: stepping into these other.
0: So that's, Yeah, uh, you know,
1: and and I I love everything you're saying, and it's interesting. So, um, I, I was going to actually ask you this because it's something that I find is happening with clients who don't have animals, which is. Um, really kind of, I think, amazing is sometimes I'll be in a session with someone and, you know, talking about what's going on in their life and maybe bringing their loved ones through, and then I hear things like, you know, the three ladybugs always come together and land on your arms when you're sitting outside, and they look at me like, yes. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that's amazing. Um, I think that, you know, and and I think that sometimes people may think they're not animal people, but yet, you know, maybe an ant crawls across their foot and they don't realize that the ant has a message for them. Do you know? And I think that yeah. um what totally. they spirit see works. In the sky. Yeah, right?
0: Does spirit,
1: spirit work in a way where yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, spirit works through animals. And I I see this all the time where um people's pets or um I've had clients take my courses. People take my courses who don't have any animal friends and they just use their their relatives animals and their friends' animals to practice this one woman a dermatologist from houston she um she took my course and she went back and she started having all these experiences with wild birds and bees uh-huh. and <laughs> just just phenomenal things uh, started happening and I think that um that really what's going on is um you know I I, this is just my my sense of it. I feel like angels and higher, beautiful higher presences. You know, they're just they're just they're just dying to to reach us. You know, they just want to reach us. And I I absolutely agree. Yeah, they they're trying to find us through any open door there is. They 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 want to find us. They want to give to us. Um, and animals. If we're open to animals, um, if if we're curious, if we have that beautiful childlike curiosity around the ladybugs in our yard or the mm. ants, you know, you know, walking across our foot, um, these beautiful presences will will kind of work their magic and find a way find a way to reach us. I see this so often with animals, people's pets and i have a theory that the companion animals are they're really like little uh, secret agents of the divine you know <laughs> but, <laughs> i love that yeah because they uh. because so many times they've said to me um well um you know she they'll say things like my person sleeps my person has very in the last 2 weeks my person has had very fitful dreams and um you know uh i can see that there's a, there's a beautiful presence over over her bed you know and it's trying to help her with uh this trauma that she's processing in her sleep and the human mm-hmm. will go my God, that's actually really true. I, you know, and, and you know, but animals—they see. You know, we've all had that experience of a cat is staring at a blank wall, and it's clearly looking at something, or a dog, and you're like, right. we don't see what's there." You know? Right, it's, right. And so they're seeing. They see things. They perceive things in other dimensions, and other realms, and other levels of consciousness that are beyond our five senses. And, um, I mean, this is scientifically documented. You know, come on. You know, dolphins and sonar and, you know, animals. Absolutely. They're finding out that animals have so many extrasensory, extra five senses capacities, you know, all kinds mm-hmm. of species. But anyway, so they, they're very in touch with these things, and they, they see. I, I feel like they see their... They're aware that oftentimes in, in my sessions, animals will have these profound things to say for people around their physical health or their um or their uh their relationships, you know. Mm. Um I did a lost animal case a few days ago and this one dog, she there are two dogs in the household, one's lost and the other dog, we listened to her for a minute, she said, I'm gonna help. You take me out on the trail, you know
1: <laughs> I'll help you find the other oh, dog. Oh my
0: gosh. Oh that's She's so, so perfect. cute. And she said she said, and by the way, she' was like this uh she's a border collie you know super high energy dog, <laughs> and she said, and by the way, tell her that she's gotta stop getting into relationships. they're no good for her. She needs to just stick with <laughs> Charlie for right now. We're the ones in her life, we're her family she's she's got her heart broken several times, and just tell her really quick <laughs> and oh was like, my was gosh, true, like, I've taken oh, a hiatus from men or whatever. It was great. <laughs> you know, so they have these insights, and and some of that insight they feel themselves, but they also they also see you know the larger larger things that are happening with us, and these these other presences are trying to re, trying to reach us, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I I, I I love that Sharon. I love mm-hmm. that so much. And what I really I I if everyone anyone listening here, either live or pre recorded, or you know. Don't think that you're exempt from this because animals want to speak to us, and you know, let them in. I would say, let them in because they're beautiful. And even if you have a dream about an animal, or you know, you see a spider, and I, I love, um, I know, probably know Ted Andrews' book. Um, yep. he talks yeah, about yeah, yeah. the meaning of animals and. I mean, it's like sometimes people walk in the room and I'll just get an animal, associated with them, like a a spider. Oh, there's creativity going around this person. And I'll say, I see a spider. And they say, that's the weirdest thing because there's spiders been everywhere around me and I never see spiders before, but I'm not afraid of them. And I said, yeah, they're they're teaching us. And, you know, I think that once we start to realize, like you said, um, you know, that there's a divine energy within animals and the animals speak to us, we can really um, we can grow so much as 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 people as as humanity.
0: Totally, and I'll say that I love what you're bringing up around the you know animal archetypes. Um, I do a little bit of that in my basic course, and we don't specifically talk about and go into all that about animal archetypes. But essentially, in one of the one of the exercises, um, we allow an animal uh, to come to us, and oftentimes, mm. like you know you know. Most of the time in courses, we use the photo of a cat or we use, uh, you know, an animal on site, you know, to communicate with them live, you know, right there or through photos. But in one of the exercises, we I just say, excuse me, allow an animal to come to you, you know, whatever it is. And people will get whales and lions and, you know, spiders mm. and what I'm finding is, or what I've seen over the years, is that these are—I don't know if you want to call them power animals or totem animals or whatever—I like to think of it as like a, because um, I don't really affiliate with those indigenous traditions. I think they're awesome, but it's just not something I follow. Um, but what I would mm-hmm. say, it's a, it's a way of moving in the world. It's an archetype of, of moving in the world. If you think of like a snake or a spider, what they
1: do—oh, nice!
0: Creating a web. It's, it, it has. This Beautiful sense of you know beauty and structure and and all that uh um you know whereas a a, a lion is it's it, there's so much power and responsibility in in that archetype in a sense I you know communicated with apex predators that's really, you know like crocodiles like you mentioned earlier and lions mm-hmm. and they're they're you know people think of we project all this ferocious you know <laughs> or we project all this stuff onto them but it's just not. It's just not, you know, it's just not the not the case, you know. I communicated with, yeah. you know, a shark when I was um, snorkeling Maui, uh, and, you know, there was a real sense of uh, from this shark of um, just a balance, you know. Uh, he mm. said, you know, I- I'm here to keep things in balance, you know. He's like the cleanup oh. crew. And wow. wow, it was really ph- phenomenal. Back, but back to the archetype thing. You know, we we sometimes we'll see you know a wolf over and over again, but clearly there's you know there's something that you need from that from that animal archetype, and again it's you know spirit or you know uh, higher presences working through us trying to help us grow in
1: that way using. Um, but yeah,
0: really really beautiful.
1: So so um. Sharon, um tell people what your website is and then maybe, you know, what type of sessions you offer folks so if people are interested that they can um they can get in touch with you. Sure. So it's
0: it's real easy. It's Sharonloy.com. So all you need to know remember is my name. <laughs> Just Google Sharon mm-hmm. Loy and my website will come up. <clears throat> um, yeah, so um I do um I do a couple of things. I I do sessions. Uh, f- my primary thing is I'm an animal communicator. Um people hire me to communicate telepathically with their animals. I work via phone or Skype, uh primarily. I don't um use a I don't need a photo, but people often email me photos or put their dogs on Skype and it's so cute when when I'm on Skype. Wow. <laughs> Like, the dog or cat will literally, like, you know, look in there and go, oh, there's that lady. Oh, my God, it's the cutest thing. And um, uh-huh. they know know what's happening. You know, that's one of the things I think people come to the table, they think I'm a pet psychic, and they don't realize that I'm a telepath. You know, a psychic, right. I feel like uh, downloading information from some space up there about your animal. I mm-hmm. am having a telepath, I- I'm having a conversation with that cat with that dog, with that horse mm,
1: and with that, mm-hmm.
0: with that bird and the animals know it. They respond. I mean, this is how my business got started is that animals started changing. People would be like, wow, you talk to bandit and the <laughs> rug anymore. <laughs> and I can tell she's much happier now, you know, like people were yeah, like, yeah, oh, not just information from some space out there. It's the dog, <laughs> you know, so, um, so anyway i um I have people uh we connect via a phone of the time or skype mm-hmm. i um I start off just no information, just name and physical description and all the members of the household uh, names and physical descriptions of all the all the animals uh, and family members too if you have a husband or you know brother or sister or whatever um a mother in law living with you uh, children and um and then i just i start with the animal in question and for the first ten minutes or so we just hear from the animals and i work really quickly as you can tell i talk pretty fast <laughs> mm-hmm. and um and i work pretty quickly and um and so it's it's really fun when you know i'm communicating with with fluffy and i can feel you know uh you know Spike over here in the background going, it's my turn next. I want to
1: talk. It's my turn next. <laughs> we say it's oh, like. Oh, great. It's that's great. great. You know,
0: it's like we're at a telepathic roundtable or it's like an intervention or it's like group therapy, you wow. know. Yeah, All there yeah, exactly. and Yeah, and I can literally feel things happen in the space of the session. Like, like, I'll start off and the cat will be like, look, I am really mad. You know, like I had this woman. Mm. Uh, Years ago, I met her on a plane and gave her my card. And a year later, she called me. She said, I need your help. Uh, my cat's peeing on my bed. And I tuned into the kitty cat. Her name, the cat's name was uh, Louise. And I said, Louise, what's going on? And she showed me an image of a man who was sleeping in the bed. And she said, for three weeks now, and she said, for like a couple weeks, he's not been here. And I'm upset about that. Where is he? I like him. I miss him. And the woman said, uh, well... He's my ex-boyfriend. We broke up. I'm 32. He's 45. I want children. He doesn't. It's not going to work. And so I went back to Louise and I said, well, Louise, this is what she says. You know, I sent her images, feelings, thoughts, you know, boyfriend, mm. not children. I'm, you know, doing all that all at the same time. And that's what we learn in the course is how to, how to, you know, basically how to do that. And um, and Louise was like, oh, okay, well, tell her, and this is coming through in feelings and and concepts, you know. Uh, She said, tell her she needs to find another one soon because she's a princess like me and she needs someone to take care of her.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's (laughs) so beautiful.
0: Yeah, it was so sweet. And the woman laughed. She's like, oh, that's Louise. And so um, awesome. then we the rest of the session, that was really amazingly quick, that session. The rest of the session, we talked about various other things, like the why she likes this particular chair or what's going on with her fur balls or, you know, various mm. things. So Like I got an email, you know, four or five days later. I could feel, I got an email four or five days later, Louise hasn't peed on the bed and she doesn't seem near as upset with me as she was before. And I could Aww. feel this, yeah, Like that cat was like, when she got it, she was like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> So move yeah no make-
1: i love I love that. I love that you explained that so well. It's so nice and <laughs> um, and I just i you know I've seen you work, you know it's been a few years, but I've seen you work, and i just I would really recommend um folks to contact Sharon. she's amazing <laughs> thanks and um okay. um yeah. so what is what is your favorite spiritual tool? What would you say your favorite spiritual tool is well, um let me think about that. I think,
0: bar none, it would have to be the meditation that I do. Mm -hmm.
1: In
0: 2009, when I started my business, I could do like four sessions a day, and I was pretty cooked. I was pretty tired. Mm -hmm. Um, People always say, oh, my God, your work must really exhaust you. Um, Well, it did in the first year. And then in 2010, I found this... um, Uh, awakening the third eye meditation um it's just a style of meditation um and um it changed me i within six months of doing these meditation practices um there's a whole bunch of different techniques that they that they had and they're very you know practical and easy and you Mm. know i you know i don't follow a guru or anything like that it's it's a it's just, it's like tools, it's exactly what it is, it's tools, it's practical techniques. Mm -hmm. Six months of doing these techniques, my stamina was like amazing, I could go from, I feel like eight or ten hours a day, and I still have, and I still have that incredible stamina, Um, I Mm. work anywhere, I mean, I can schedule myself, I generally don't do this to myself, because it, who wants to work ten hour days, I'm sorry. Right, (laughs) right, Exactly. But it comes in handy when I've got clients you know I can work from like nine seven a m really up through like nine mm-hmm. thirty p m at night um and the yeah. reason is um is because of um because of these these tools and it comes in handy like if I've got clients with my return or regular established clients like people call me when they have when they have emergencies you know their dog mm-hmm. has gone ill or their cat got lost you know i well I'm yeah. on a session next. Day well, pff, that's not going to work, you know. <laughs> so it, it it really it's really great for me. But yeah, it's really strengthened the third eye meditation. is really um, It's my favorite spiritual tool because it's it's just grounded me more. It's the most grounding kind mm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's that's my, perfect. Yeah, and you know, to connect with animals, it's all about being grounded, being present, being down here, right now. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like floating up and out and going out somewhere to some other space. I mean, sure, but uh, that's not that's that's not really what this what this meditation uh what's mm-hmm. what, what is, in my experience. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, so. I wanna I wanna thank you so much for being on the show, and um, I will um, be posting some of your um your links, and I love your blogs as well. I'll be posting that on my on my um my Facebook page, and thank you so much. You are welcome. You are welcome. Thank okay. you for having me, Melissa. It's really been a joy. Okay. It's really been. All right. <laughs> Enjoy your day, and, and thank you so much. Be well. All right. Take care. Okay. Mm-hmm. You too. Bye-bye. Wow. Well, that was amazing. Um, you know, I really believe the animals are here to to teach us to, to bring us forward and to really um you know help us embrace that that peace in our lives and I just I love Sharon's enthusiasm for you know for this talking with animals and um before the show started, we were talking a little bit and over the past i would say six months to a year, I started to channel um animals who've crossed over, and most of the time they've been actually coming in. With their person that's on the other side. And, um, and I would say in the past six months, I've, I've channeled an alligator. This gentleman had an alligator as a pet. So he came in with some detail of his life and, um, saying hello to the people who were in this session that, um, was having. And then, um, I kept blinking my eyes, thinking to myself, these people are going to think I'm, loony if i say i see this alligator with this gentleman and they said oh yes he had the alligator that was his pet and um when it got big enough that he had to go and release it into the wild and um you know he always missed that alligator because it got so big he had it since it was a baby and um i just find that incredible and then um myself i actually had a fish for 25 years and so i was channeling for this woman who lived in a city and um, her fish came right in and said its name and um, some in, uh, terms of endearment. And so, you know, I think the animals, and they they are with us, and I just love um, the validation that they're here. And, um, you know, Sharon certainly takes this work um, in such a compassionate way. Um, and um, so I hope that all of you who are listening do go to her. Her website and um connect with with her and with her with her online and see some of the things that she does and some of her amazing blogs and the pictures of all those sweet animals that she has so I think that's um that's actually beautiful so if you're listening wherever you're listening, remember you are light, you are a vibrational being you are a being on this planet, this miraculous planet. You're able to walk with grace, you're able to drink in the energy of the sky and I hope that you really um breathe in the possibility the magic that's around us and um i'm just I'm so delighted that you're listening to the show. I'm so delighted that you're open. So wherever you are, um, if you're able to, I'd like to close with a little bit of a meditation. And if you can, go ahead and turn that, anything off that you have on. And just close your eyes for a moment. Close your eyes and take a nice deep breath in. Hold an and exhale. And listen to these words and breathe them into your cells of your body. I am one. I am one with the stars, I am one. I am one with the oceans, I am one. I hear and listen to the energy of the fireflies. I hear and listen to the whales in the oceans. I hear and listen to the beauty of the eagle soaring through the sky. I am one. I am love. I am light, I am one. I am open, I am expansive, I am one. So drop into the oneness that is around you. Open your heart wider and brighter. Imagine that your heart has wings like the butterfly, beautifully opening and expansive. This has been Melissa Boyd, and you've been listening to Spiritual Tools. I'm Sedona Blog Talk Radio. Until next week, be one and be well. Namaste, everyone. All the goodness in me bows to all the goodness in me and you. Empower yourself. And you can find more details about my services and my website and resources at melissaboyd.net.